The Red Rum Theater, episode 28, The Fifth Element. watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We are host Ernesto Alaniz and Antonio Marino. And every week we'll get one of the movies that help raise us up. We talk about how that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we talk about the movie The Fifth Element and how it taught us to help those in need and made us a sucker for a pretty face. So, Fifth Element, today, this weekend is the 20th anniversary of The Fifth Element. This came out in 1997. And in honor of the movie coming out, it was released to movie theaters across the nation. And so, What's, what theaters got this? Movie? I think it was only the rave um, chain of movies. So I don't think there's any rave down Oakland County. I think I think the rave fourteen up here in Genesee is the only one we got. Man, I'll tell you what though, <clears throat> it came out on Mother's Day weekend. No, it, or is it, it changes every year. Mother's oh, Day okay. changes every year because does my partner over here makes our first stinking. Field trip as a as a podcast on Mother's Day. I had no idea it was Mother's Day. Thing is, like, so we plan it. People are telling us they're pumped to come. Well, yeah, just like us, nobody knew. And um, luckily, we have some awesome fans and dear friends. We do. Who are a married couple who both listen. Anna and Jericho, thank you so much for making the trip. Anna, spending Mother's Day. We had two moms with us today. Yep. We had Anna and we had... The creator of the Red Rum Theater, our mother. <laughs> it was a it was a great time. Man, dude. No one in the theater, but we we were laughing. Well, there was so a couple much. nerds in there by themselves. They were, dude. There was a guy balding. You see the crown? The guy had in front of us. The guy. Yeah. He put his hair up. Put his hair up all around the bald spot, trying to hide it. Well, I'm, I was looking right down at that mug. Dude. I'm like, dang. <laughs> There's a cereal bowl in there, dude. I know. And I was getting ready to pour some popcorn in there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, um, <laughs> so the fifth element, this is a film by Luc Besson. Luc Besson, we've done one of his films earlier. We did the professional, a movie we also loved. He has a movie coming out, um, in July called Valyrian, the, the planet of a thousand, no, the, the city of a thousand planets. Looks, looks okay. I want to see it. Y'all tell you what though, you dropped the ball because you never seen Place Beyond the Pines. Remember that? Yeah. That guy who's the main guy in that movie is the, is the, um, the Sun from Place Beyond the Pines. Really? He is an amazing actor, dude. Okay, so I'll probably see Valir when it comes out. I want to see it. It looks good. Luke Besson hasn't made a movie I in like years. that sci-fi stuff. I love the sci-fi world. Fifth Element. So we come out in 97. We're 17 years old. You're dude, 15 years old. Um, it came, well, it came out 20 years ago. You're, you're 16. I'm 15. Yeah, 16, 15. You're right. Because uh, we're in high school. Right. To tell you the truth, I've maybe watched it one or two times. Um... There was a lot of things that I that I realized that I loved about it, but it was like watching it again because I didn't know the whole story. I just knew like cool things from the movie. 
oh, this is a movie I've watched dozens of times. It's a movie that's been with me that I, I've loved. And, and I, okay, we'll get to all that. I did fall in love with Chris Tucker in that movie, though. Dude, that was your first Chris Tucker taste, man. He is so funny, dude. Now, what is this movie about? So I'll, I'll give you the kind of the – we'll do the small and the big version. The small version is it's Indiana Jones in space. That's the small version. It's just an adventure romp place to place. But it's a really – it's a sci-fi opera. Um, what you've got is you've got – the fifth element refers to the four elements, fire, water, wind, and earth. There's a fifth element, some warrior. It's called Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the um, fifth element. It was awesome to, to be older and wiser and be able to break down what's happening. Right. Oh, that was see, insane. Oh, in the movie is great because it's in Egypt. It's um, Last time Luke Perry looked good. Luke Perry looked good. This He's is like, a stud, This bro. is right after sneaking out to an old. This is back when he was young and popular. That poor This kid. is like 20 years ago. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a dollar an hour. <laughs> but uh, you see that. Peace on. Essentially that. Um, they used to call me that in elementary school. You peace on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically evil comes every 5,000 years they have a great weapon the four stones or the fifth element a, okay why was it 300 years then because it um, when when they find in the beginning when they find that archaeologists find it had been 4,700 exactly okay, I got and you. the aliens came to move it because war was coming they moved they it because of World War II they didn't want to get found and destroyed dang so, Gina cool history weaved through that remember that guy goes are you German? Remember that? That was hilarious. That's why. Because the war's coming. I thought it was because he looked like a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> <laughs> that mugs look crazy, dude. dude. But um, you fast forward to the future. Evil is born. Fifth element shot down, destroyed. It's recreated, and it's dude, when she watches the video on war, dude. Oh, it was a but saddest. It's Mila Jovovich, and she's the fifth element. She's the great she's warrior. She's the weapon. And so the movie's about trying to find the stones and get to the weapon to destroy evil. That's kind of the plot. But the characters involved and the, the way the, the movie's... The journey is incredible. The world they create in the future. It's a great, fun world, dude. Dude, the traffic jams in the air, like, it's crazy. It feels lived in. It feels dirty. It feels how, how people would live. It feels like New York. Dude, the apartments are small and awful. It, just, yeah. it feels like probably paying five grand a month. Exactly, <laughs> dude. Um, so let's go through the cast. Going to break down the movies. We'll go through the cast. If we start, got the right names. I went to IMDb.com. All right, good. Got the right stuff. Okay. First off, we have Bruce Willis as Dallas Corbin. This might be one of my favorite Bruce Willis performances. So. He plays Dallas Corbin. Great name. It's a great name. And he's a taxi driver. When she says that name, bro, oh, man. She says anything, dude. But uh, he like, – He's so Bruce Willis in this movie, dude. But it's, I feel like it's Bruce Willis before he got tired of being Bruce Willis. I feel like now he phones it in, dude. I feel like he just shows up on set. Like, uh, Kevin Smith tells stories about him on set for that movie um, Cop Out. It was awful. He just come in, phone it in, and walk off. This movie, I feel like there's a lot of like – it's it's funny. It's great. There are, he has some of my favorite Bruce Willis mannerisms come from this film. Oh, he's a dog. he's he's a G, dude. The smile after that uh, that crackhead comes to his door, dude. That was that scripted. It feels not scripted. It's, that crackhead, dude. Did you see the hat he had? It was hilarious. It was just the hallway, so he'd open the so he come through the beanpole. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. Give me the gas. 
Dude, that dude was tripping out. It was, it's, it's, that was so funny. This scene, why was it even in the movie? It it just, you didn't didn't know Dallas. So funny, dude. But uh, the guys. You gotta hit that button. You gotta hit that yellow button to make the gun work. (laughs) Bruce Willis, though. I mean, my favorite Bruce Willis. uh, Give me the cash. (laughs) That was so funny, dude. They just starts dancing in the hallway. They're like, what? (laughs) so funny. But Bruce, I mean, it's like a, uh, he's funny. He's cool. He's he's capable. He's he's a war hero, but he's now he's a civilian. And he's just yes. a chump, dude. He's, he's a, drives a cab. Trying to quit smoking, smoking those uh, super filtered cigarettes. But if you notice, everybody smokes those. Chris Tucker was smoking the same cigarettes. Was he? Yeah, the super filtered cigarettes. It's, it's like all filter and no cigarette. I guess it's to make people wa- quit smoking. Right. That was funny, dude. There's all kinds of great probably five drags on the mugs and you're done. But uh, Bruce is great in this. How amazing was that random comedy scene with the Chinese food dude? I loved Bruce it. Dude, I loved it. I'll bet you lunch that that's good news. You're fired. <laughs> like it's like what, dude? We were dying, dude. But uh, that's Uncle Benny from *Lethal Weapon* four, dude. Bruce Willis is this? Is this uh, he's, he's got five points on his license. Drive my own business. And it's like it's destroyed. The funniest part is as soon as he gets in the cab, it says, you have five points left in your license. He's like, thanks. I know. <laughs> but then you have the performance of her life, Mila Jovovich. Dude, she is an angel, bro. Oh, She's perfect. That's, She's it's, perfect. That's what the movie says. She plays. I mean, I feel bad because this girl ended up marrying a guy named P.T.W. Anderson. Not P.T. Anderson. PTW Anderson. She thinks she was marrying PT? <laughs> I think she might have because this guy, she marries a jump stain. PT phone home, dude. <laughs> she made the guy who does Resident Evil movies. She's making those movies now for... Too bad those movies are whack. They're stupid. She's making them now for 20, 15 years. Too bad she wishes they were on... Uh, uh, what's that one with uh, the other real good... Kate Beckinsale. Underworld. Those aren't even that good either, Too dude. bad those are better than those. Underworld's sweet. First one's sweet. They go off the rails. You didn't like Rise of Lycans, dude? <laughs> Come on, man. The werewolves, man. How do you know the titles of these movies? It's unbelievable. I blame Henry, dude. Him and Andrew got me into those. Oh, man. I can't, Resident Evil, I can't name one of Apocalypse. Resident uh, Evil's whack. Uh, but uh, Miljovich, she is the film. She's a great actress. Man, she learned a foreign language for this film, and she speaks that language. It feels like a real language and real emotion. Sounds like the same language that Adam Sandler speaks on Billy Madison, dude. <laughs> her her fear, her excitement, the newness of the world, it all She's feels like a genuine. kid. It's all genuine. Bada boom. And dude, I don't I don't know how this guy does it, but stinking Lupusan, he captures that help me better than anybody. Dude. You've seen the professional it with gets Natalie me Portman. Every time. At the door, that scene is brutal. And this one, she escapes the military. Jumps that that well. That the leap, thing is that leap into the air is a beautiful. I wish shot. I had that poster. Oh, just her. It's, it's, it's she's flying over the city and all these flying cars, and she's just that was insane. She crashed into Bruce Willis's. Well, cat. listen now. Okay, how did she come about? It, they they find her hand. Yeah, and they reconstruct. They, there's enough cellular data that they construct the whole body from the hand because she is the. 
she's she's perfect. So when they, when they make her in that test tube, so to speak, she's like a like she's a full grown woman, but it's like she's like a brand new creation. Yeah. yeah, she's looking around like what's happening. And the best was that stinking general dude was like, uh, "Can she get through that glass?" And they're like, "No." So he goes over and gets up the glass, starts tapping on it and stuff, provoking her, and she blasts him. Do you through hear the- that small growl under her breath? Ooh, that was yeah. good. That was Dude, good. Yeah, I know it was. But uh, she gets out, dive bombs Dallas Corbin's ca- taxi cab. He's just on his way to work. He just do, he's working his job. Single man, wife left him. His life sucks. And the cops come put him to his cab because they want to take her away. And he's going to let him. He opens his door. Yeah, he's he's co- cooperating. But she starts crying and just – she reads a sign in the back and she's like – Try to say, please help. It's, yeah. just, it's all messed up language, though. It's so good, dude. Dude, when she starts with the waterworks, bro, I'm over here like, just drive away with her, save her all. <laughs> but Miljovich, this is the role of her life. And I feel better. She's done so little after this. She is. Three of Cheers with PTW Anderson. Suck. Remember that she did? With uh, Kiefer Sutherland? No, no, no. She did one with um, Orlando Bloom. What? It, it was like it was all technological steampunk, like the flying ship and stuff. What? It was terrible. Eczema gross. She does all these things with her husband. Her husband is a piece of crap, terrible filmmaker. She's not – because she's tied to him, she's ruined her career. It's like Johnny Depp and uh, Stinkin' Tim Burton. P.T.W. Anderson. He Punk. did that on purpose. Dude, you know he's trying to like – Too bad P.T.'s the man. The man. P.T.W., dude. <laughs> That's like – I've told this story before, but that's like Bill Murray signing on for Garfield because it was the wrong Coen Brothers. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> that did not happen. Yes, he told this story on Stern, dude. He thought it was the Coen Brothers. He thought it was going to be a crazy take on Garfield, and <laughs> he signs up for it. He shows up, and it's stinking Garfield, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'd be so mad at my agent, dude. And then he was like, "Screw the Coen Brothers, I'm going to Wes Anderson." <laughs> But uh, Mila Jovich, she's she's this is her, her claim to fame. She is she's incredible. She she we watch her and it's it's a, I mean just the the language alone, but just her acting, her innocence, her the, the even when she teaches herself English, she's still got that broken English. It's, it's like, great. Like a, it's like a foreigner speaking, so some words are in front of the other yeah, ones yeah. by accident. She's amazing in this movie, dude. Man. Um, and even her martial arts sequence is great. Just she swings her fist with, awesome, with authority. Man, yeah. oh. Then you have Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Which I was like, what are they talking about? He's naming all these names, and that was all him. It's all him. Uh, Gary Oldman, probably arguably one of the best actors of all time. The only one that's gonna be better than him, the only one that fights him, is Andy Lewis. He fights him. But I like Gary Oldman. Oldman has more work. Yeah. Lewis does like one Lewis role. is incredible. He does one role every like three years. If you like falling asleep at the movies, dude, too bad. Stinking Lincoln, bro. He was. I was halfway through that movie and I'm like, when's this fool going to start slaying vampires, dude? Dang. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Oldman, what's crazy is he's, now he's more known, but for a long time people know he was him because he disappears in roles. He just is gone. Dude. I still can't believe how amazing he was in The Professional as a stinking drug addict cop, dude. He was amazing. He over-the-top psycho. In this, he's this – he's a villain, but he's not like nefarious. He's like a southerner, like 
polite used car salesman he type is. dude like it's, he's got that crazy lip with that metal shoe he almost feels like almost harmless but he's, the hairdo is insane it's he's great dude he his i feel back and all his henchmen are just terrible um but he brings so much to the movie big time and i want to say something before we move on i'm gonna say shout out to jeremy hunt because jeremy hunt is the one who told me to go see this movie in the theater Really? He said, unless you got to go see it, it's incredible. I went and saw it. I'm like, it's incredible. Too bad I'm going to give a shout out to Jeremy Hunt for being the man anyway, dude. That <laughs> dude is awesome, man. I once saw that fool. That guy once uh, bought a brand new windshield. I'd been cracking it. Bought a brand new windshield. Driving home. Sticking. Had oil change. Same day. He took all the cars for one day. Had a windshield put in. We got an oil change. You were hanging with him? He was waiting for him at church. <laughs> and he... Probably was going to church, dude, on the highway. I seventy five. So left they left the oil can in the stinking thing. <sighs> the wind Hood comes up, breaks the windshield, cracks it again. Pulled off the high, side of the highway, has a hatch in the trunk, and he chops his own car hood off. Because he was so mad. He's so mad. He pulls into the church parking lot, dude, and there's just ragged metal chunks where the hood used to be. It was incredible because. One hit you ma- imagine, but taking the time to, to keep on oh, hacking. Oh, that, that's getting all that's your commitment. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude! I I vaguely remember this. It was dude, it was great. I'm surprised he didn't drive back to the oil change place. Uh, yeah, you think so? Um, Jeremy, dude. Gary Oldman, he has roles. He's Drexel in True Romance, dude. He's the villain in, in Professional. He's Dracula Bram Stroker's. Yeah, he was crazy? awesome. Keanu Reeves sucks in that movie. Did a terrible accent. His acting was really lame. What, did he, what kind of accent did he try to do? Southern or something? He tried to do English. Oh, really? And it was bad. Because he tried so hard. Actually, his acting was bad. But he didn't throw down a Dracula mask and say, forget, lose something, brah. <laughs> <laughs> but Gary Oldman is incredible as, as Vlad. Everything. Bro. He's the best Commissioner Gordon ever. I mean, the new Commissioner Gordon is um, the dun, 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 the commercial guy. Uh, he's um, J. Don Jameson in the original Spider-Man movies. Oh, the dude that was on Whiplash? Yes! Um, uh, what is his I name? I can't remember his name. Dang he's it. a small J. actor. J.K. Simmons? J. Dude, look at the pound that. J.K. Simmons. He's a new Commissioner Gordon, but I'm like, dude, I feel bad because you're in the shadow of Gary Oldman. You, what is he... Oh, and the Ben Affleck? And the new Ben Affleck one. Gross. But, um... I say Affleck's not a bad Batman. It's no, more storyline. No. Just the writing and directing that sucks. Affleck is a good Batman. Affleck! But, um... Gary Oldman, in this movie, he's 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 scary, but he doesn't, doesn't try to be nefarious. He's just... You just hate him. It's great. He's yeah, he's great. not, like... You want, you want something done, you got to do it yourself. He's a, dude, the most amazing scene is when he's laughing. He opens the thinking box, and he's still laughing. He puts it down, and then he starts crying, and they're not here. <laughs> like You're like, dang. <laughs> what am I going to do with an empty box? I wanted four stones, four stones, four crates, zero stones, zero crates. The guy's like, we're warriors, not mathematicians. He's like, but you can count, can't you? Not one, not two, not three, four. He, he treats it guy like and, a punk. The funny thing is, those dudes are killers, dude. He, he don't slap even him in the face, dude. He slaps them, dude. dude. It's great. Um, He's like a real warrior would have asked what the red button does. <laughs> You're like, like I don't like warriors. They have foolish causes. 
You're not like a killer. Cold, methodical killer. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he's great. He owned that role. And then you have Chris Tucker. Dude, Chris Tucker was amazing. Chris, this, this is our first taste of him. This is, I think this is before Money Talks. I did not like Money Talks that much. This is before Rush Hour. Yes, it was. So this is this is this big. Is this before Friday? It's close to Friday. He was amazing on Friday. <laughs> 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 but uh, Steak, is he only in one of those movies? Fridays? Is he? Ice Cube's in all of them, isn't he? Tucker's only in part one. Okay, but Chris Tucker comes along in Fifth Element, and he plays this DJ, this cosmic DJ. He's like big time radio show. He's, he's the stern of the future. Exactly. And he, R- Ruby Rod, dude, he, he is so flamboyant, so loud, so full of himself. It's so funny, dude. He's, he's so and he's And he's a, uh, like, <clears throat> he's, like you said, super flamboyant. So you're kind of iffy on him. But he, like the women, are, like he owns women, dude. His, oh his man! His fashions are insane. It's so crazy. Dude, that, that first, yeah, he looks like, what he looks like? He looks like his hair is like that tube up, like a snorkel. It's like a snorkel, dude. And uh, he's wearing those weird, like open top shirts. He's just, you see his whole chest. It's, it's, it's off his shoulders. It's crazy. His outfits are nuts in this movie. His and his uh, his crew is just a bunch of butt kissers, dude. But uh, Tucker is—he's just wonderful to behold in this film. Um, I mean, I, I, the rumors have it that he was meant for just the, mi- the second, like the middle of the movie, but he, his chemistry is so good with the cast, keep him to the very end. He just goes with them. And Dude, like, he's in some huge parts of this movie. Yes, in the cast. Okay. Dude, when he says uh, his head's in that hole and Bruce Willis tells him to stay still and he shoots all around his body and then he falls and he's like, ah! <laughs> like he's like screaming, dude. He was great. Think about a good movie is... Supporting actors, they, they they can make a movie better. Like heck yes, you get a good a- actor come into a small role, it makes the movie all the better. Who would go, what? What would Gutenberg would been in short circuit without that Indian dude? Come on, exactly. man. Holy eighties pull. <laughs> but if you have just dumb side characters that have no life and no personality, but I mean Oldman, great. Jovich, great. Tucker, great. And then you have Ian Holm as second father Vito Cornelius. He was awesome. He's great. You know, later on, this guy's going to be Bilbo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings series. Too bad I never even seen Lord of the Rings. I'm saying nerds love this guy because he has this big role later, but he is wonderful as, as father Vito Cornelius. You have, again, Luke Perry said, you have Tommy Tiny Lister as the president. I cannot believe that's That's almost as good as uh, Tony uh, Terry Crews. It is exactly, exactly, <laughs> dude. Uh, I, you know what? I think that uh, he might have done Friday before this and probably got the role for Tiny. Friday was two years before this. Okay, so he probably said, give my boy a role and became the president. He, you know what, dude? I thought he did a great job. I liked him in the movie. Dude, name a good role. Okay, so for Tiny is great in Friday. Remember his nasty chonies, dude? <laughs> and then he, he used that straw. <laughs> he drank out of the water. He's like, <laughs> dude, that was nasty, dude. He's also, isn't he the bad guy? In the Hulk Hogan movie? Yes! He's Zeus, fool. What was in the Hulk Hogan movie? 
No holes barred. Dude, pop that. <laughs> Dude, Hogan, Hulk Hogan was so <laughs> Hogan was supposed to be the, the rock, he, essentially. He was, a, and he didn't make it. Didn't he had it. no holes barred. But he's, I mean, don't get, don't get it twisted. He's worth $100 million. I mean, Mr. Nanny. Oh, Suburban Commando. Suburban Commando. With Doc. It was thinking uh, the guy who plays Doc in Back in the Future. Chris Roy, Roy yeah. is the dad on Suburban Commando. Jeez, dude. Man, he's bad, dude. <laughs> well, at least he was Thunderlips. Yeah, the mighty Thunderlips. Now, one thing on this movie that I really love, um, the movie's a lot of great uh, but, uh, things, but this movie has probably the greatest transitions of any film I've ever seen. Ever. I think the transitions of this film. unbelievable. The editing... You understand every scene. Twenty years ago, this movie is amazing. Still. This movie made great money. When did um, Independence Day come out? Was that ninety four? Because they were their special effects were whack. This movie was on point, dude. Dude, so even that crazy planet was nuts. Oh, Floss in Paradise. Yeah, it's great, dude. But um, in this movie editing, what they do for scene to scene is every sequence introduces the next sequence to a visual tell. Like, it'll show a circle window, a window will fade into a planet, burning planet. And they do that like every big sequence. They just, they go either through a verbal or a visual tell to the next scene, and it makes it a very flawless transition. It doesn't feel like the movie's moving from place to place without reason. The movie's tight. The story's just going, just forward, forward, forward. It, this is a great science fiction film. It's a great science fiction film. It's... It's so, like, I love drama, I love action, I love horror. Science fiction I enjoy, but when you watch this movie, it's just great acting, great story. <clears throat> You're not like, oh, this is sci-fi. This is just a great movie. And it's great action, too. Awesome action and great comedy. Great comedy. Dude. Um, just all around. If you've never seen this film, I encourage you. It's its 20th anniversary. It's, it's kind of a sleeper. Like, a lot of people don't, like, especially nowadays, people don't really know what it is. It's worth the watch. Oh, man, it's so good. I was so glad we went today. It was good. Seeing it on the big screen made it different. It was great on the big screen. Dude. It was crazy on the big 20 screen. 20 years since I seen this movie. Dude, Bruce Willis is straight up Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, I said it before I said it again. Like, today, I didn't have dinner because I had popcorn at the movie theater. And I'm limiting, limiting myself to 2,000 calories a day. Which sucks, and the popcorn wrecked my freaking dinner. Um, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get be- better shape than I am. I want to be, and in my mind, somebody asked me what my goal in life would be, right? Physically, it'd be to wear Bruce Willis's brown bomber jacket in Pulp Fiction. That's it, Bruce Willis. I don't know why. He's the ultimate cool in that. Forget Brad Pitt. Forget. But as far as like the human body and proportions, Bruce Willis is what's supposed to look like. That's, that's in my mind what a man looks like. And so in this movie, Bruce is just his his uh, orange sleeveless looking. his sleeveless orange like rubber shirt. I'm like, this guy's a stud, dude. He's a stud. Well, look at him on um, Die Hard. Oh. He got a white beater and no no socks or shoes. He's <sighs> so movie's awesome. We recommend it. Watch it. You will not be disappointed. Now, you ask us the question. How can you support your favorite movie podcast? We ask you simply leave a five-star review on the iTunes store. This puts our show in front of more people. 
you have a five-star review for us, and we read it on air, we'll give you free Red Rum swag. For free. So go out there and get some of the goodness. Go in the iTunes store, leave a five-star review, read it on air, we hook you up. This is a way for you to spend three minutes of your life to help our show have more reach and, and more of visibility in the world. So um, we really appreciate you if you do that for us. And again, you want the swag. Where it, it gets out there, dude. There's a You go to a, uh, uh, what do you call it? You go to a barbershop here in the city, a tattoo shop, right? Both. And the swag's all over, isn't it? I just gave him stickers and pins this weekend. That's awesome, dude. Represent, man. That's right. So we have gear for you guys. The way to get it, leave those reviews. Now, raise this right and raised us wrong. Raise us right is very simple. We, we touched on it earlier. We help those in need, dude. That scene where Bruce Willis, she's in the back of the cab. He doesn't know her. He owes her nothing. It's going to wreck his life to He's help her. He's only got one point left. He's just trying to get back to the shop. Yeah, because he can do a six-month overhaul and get his point back on his license. Yep. And in your, I watch it in my heart. I'm like, help her, save her, do what needs to be done. And the thing is, he don't know her. She dropped in the cab. He doesn't know the cause. He doesn't know why. He's just the poor sap that she fell into his cab. I tell you, I don't know what you call it, hero complex or what, but I like to help people, man. Love it. It's, I mean, it's, even if someone I know is in need and they're, and they're dumb and you know it's their own fault – I'm still going to feel bad if I say no to him. I feel bad all day long. If someone I know and love is stupid and dumb and I shouldn't help them and I don't help them, I still feel bad about it. No, you do. Because <laughs> half the time I'm like, I get on the phone, why ain't he helping me, dude? Oh. <laughs> but uh, sneaking out, dude, if I see someone broke down the side of the road, if no cars are there yet, I'll stop, dude. I almost stopped the other night. And to see if it was somebody's tire, I was going to change somebody's tire. And, you know, it's, I feel bad for me because I, I try to stop helping people sometimes. Inside the road, if I see a single mom, like a lady, I want to stop, but sometimes they're afraid of me. Because I'm, I'm a big Mexican man. Yeah. If Angie with me, they'll be fine. If my wife and kids, they're cool. Me alone in the city of Flint, I scare people, dude. Um, talking, to the, talking to the sheriff this week here in the city, he told me that um, when the summer hits, the, the death rate goes up, the violent crime, mostly blacks and Latino men, dude. It's yeah, us. Dude. That's what it is, man. But in, in inside of me, dude, watching movies like this as a kid over and over again, watching Bruce Willis save the day over and over again, it puts in me this thing, you got to help. When you're in, in the moment, there's stories. You've all heard them, right? The stories like in New York, Central Park, girl getting raped, everyone walks by. You've seen it happen yourself. I saw it happen in Chicago. That people don't want to get involved. They're afraid of the lawsuit. They're afraid here's of- Here's the thing too, man. Then you're going to sit there and look at this victim, and they're staring at you like, why didn't you help? Like, what the crap? When I was a kid, I was on the school bus here in Flinttown, and I, I brought home a box of candy, the, the 10 $1 candy bars. Oh, I hate this story. And I was going home to sell it to family, friends, because I wanted to raise money to go on a tr- school trip. I'm on the bus. And back in this, 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 these days, um, Flint sold all their school buses. We were on the MTA buses. We are on the sneaking city buses with normal people. And we just get on, we go get on a bus at the school and take us to different routes all over the city. Well, stinking, um, I'm on the bus. There's other people. There's adults on the bus. There's a bus driver on the bus. 
Some kids come from the back, grab my candy, rip it out of my arms, run back. They start eating it. They start throwing pieces of the half eaten candy at me in the front seat, throwing wrappers at me. I was sitting there trying not to cry because I want to cry for these punks. And I look up at the, at the rear view mirror. The, the, the bus driver looks at me and his eyes, the rear view, he just looks at me and goes, Sorry, kid. Just like, what are you going to do, man? Dang, dude. And I was young. I, I tell you what. I know people. You put me, 35-year-old me on that bus, I'm taking every lawsuit because I'm beating the shit out of them kids, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you what. And then I'm going to make them choke on them rappers, son. I was driving once the side of the road in Oakland County. I saw kids, four kids jumping one kid. I pulled over. I'm a 25-year-old man. I was like, hey, leave him alone. They're like, you know, they all scattered and like laughing. Help the kid up, dude. Make sure he's okay. Let it go on his way. You have to, I don't let that crap just happen. I tell you what, I would rather have somebody pull a gun out and shoot me because I didn't know they had a gun or whatever trying to help somebody out than walking my whole life with my head down, not getting involved in stupid stuff. People get like, I mean, uh, I've seen women get pushed around and yelled at and screamed at. I remember one time I was walking home from drumline practice and I had my, and I was my, my first year in drumline, I had the big bass drum mallets. Yeah. I was on my way home and I was at, uh, walking by uh, Kmart and this girl screaming in the parking lot. And this guy's got her and he's like throwing her to the ground. What? She's screaming and I go running up with my mallets. Go man. I'm in 10th grade. This dude is probably 30. Oh my gosh, Tony. She's screaming, help, help, and he's got her on the ground. I run up, and I got my mouth in my hand, and the guy looks up at me and goes, hey, kid, I'm a cop. She's a shoplifter, and he's like trying to pull his badge out. I'm like, oh, because he can tell I was going to crack him, dude. <laughs> I was going to hit this mug. I'm like, oh, shoot. And I go running, dude. He's like got his badge out. I'm like, I'm a cop. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Awesome. I ran up on him though. He knew I was gonna. I remember one night in our apartment complex at Glengarry. Back when it was, it was a ghetto, Glengarry, ghetto of Waterford. And uh, one night I heard a woman scream in the, the lobby way. I remember I got up, ran outside, dude. I grabbed like a little like baseball bat on the way out. I just sat out there listening. Like, where is, is, she in a, is, a, is she in an apartment? Is someone drag her somewhere? I don't know, half an hour listening, trying to find her. Because in me, there's that you gotta take care of yep. people. Watch out for people. You gotta, yeah. It's it's a thing, man. I don't. I don't I remember even our little brother came home once, bragging to us about how he jumped. Can remember that he came home? Like, yeah, me and my friends jumped this kid. I remember going, dude, you're not cool. You're a punk. Like, I'm not. I'm gonna celebrate my own family being a punk. I don't. Being a punk and being evil stand against it. Do we help those in need? Yep. Um, side of the road, help them in need. If I'm walking in the grocery store and I see an old lady can't reach the top, I'm going to help get the top thing down, dude. Just help people. I can't watch the news, man. I hate it. There's a bunch of cowards, man. People are afraid, man. People don't react. Man. There's a video I saw of a flood down south where a girl's car was taken. And you see a guy go to get her and in the video, you think he's lost her. But he gets her out, dude. And she yells at him because the dog's in the car still. He, he barely saves her life. And she's yelling about the dog. I'm like, you know what? You the dog, me! <laughs> you the dog! <laughs> I threw her up in the sink and back in the water, dude. <laughs> so, raise us right. You got to be the hero. You got to do, you got to help people out. 
And sometimes helping people out is inconvenient. Oh, man. Yeah, it is, dude. I'll tell you what. I feel like crap, dude. Talk about inconvenient. My boy Henry, man, <laughs> he does everything for everybody, dude. <laughs> That's a good story. This guy is – he's the man. He is uh, – he's a superhero to me and you, dude. Yeah. And um, Help me get my whole house done. Dude, he calls me up. I, I, this is Thursday, dude. I am – I've already – 50 hours. I've worked 49 hours. <laughs> and I'm like, dude – and I got to be up early as crap. Like 4 a.m.? So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get off work. I'm going to go home, take a shower, and I'm going to be in my chonies the rest of the night. I'm going to watch my shows. Calls me up. Dude, I need a big favor. And as soon as he said it, I'm like, eh, snapping my teeth. I'm like, what's up, dude? He's like, I've rented this, uh, this big old ditch digger thing, and it's got its own trailer. And he's like... My wife's got to go shopping to get clothes for the kids. We're doing pictures this weekend. Um, I need somebody to take my truck and drive that trailer back to Home Depot to return that thing before 8 o'clock or else it's going to cost me 150 bucks. So already I'm like, man, I don't want to do that crap, dude. And I'm like, all right, what do I got to do? And he goes, well, listen. <laughs> I put the deposit on this credit card. I need you to take my company credit card and I need you to have – Put the rental on this credit card. Put the deposit on this credit card. I'm just like, man, it sounds like a pain, dude. I don't want to do that. Oh, man. He's like, well, look, dude, I can call your brother because he knows you're going to say yes. I'm like, listen, man, you're my boy, dude. I'll, I'll do it. But uh, I've already worked 50. And I'm talking to a guy that works 100 plus hours a week. So then I get up the phone with him. My boss calls me. Hey, man, you don't have to start till 7 tomorrow. So automatically I feel like crap. Because I'm like, I don't have to be up super early. So I call Henry up. I go, hey, man, listen, I don't got to be working at 7. Let me go home. You picked up Chinese food for me and dropped it off to me so I could eat dinner. Uh, I said, uh, I'll be over there at 7 to drive it over for you, man. I said, I don't have to be to work really early, you know. And you could tell he was like, are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, man. Dude, it ended up being easy as a mug. Me and him ended up playing basketball with his two daughters because uh, he was watching the With kids. the hoop that I helped him build. You helped him build the hoop the day before. And it was just like, I, I, I was just like, I, I knew how much he appreciated it. And it's like, dude, if, like, there was a joke that Henry and, and Tommy used to always say. Because I'm a, I'm a stubborn, single, no kid having, <laughs> do what I want to do when I want to do it. And the joke was, man, Tony don't want to do what he don't want to do. <laughs> Sometimes you don't, man. But you know what? You got homies out there like Henry. I mean, it's going to inconvenience your night, dude, but you do it because they do it for you. My boys, I, I, I used to have a, this group of friends, like seven, six of us, all my wedding. I told everyone who knows this. I say, if you call me and you need me, I'll come. I've, I've got a Chicago in the middle. I got called Chicago once on September 10th, uh, t- the 2001. Dang. I drove because a buddy needed help. I drove to see him. I'm going. I hung out with him all night. I had to help him because a girl and him did big thing, you know. Um, I was leaving the, the dorm. They're watching the two towers get hit by planes in, in the lobby. I saw the second plane hit the tower. I'm like, I got to get out of the city. I was downtown Chicago. That's crazy. I, I ran out of the building trying to get out, and everyone's trying to get out of the city. And Chicago just got stuck. They abandoned all the high rises. Got abandoned or uh, evacuated. Cars. They evacuated all the high rises because they, no one knows what's happening. Everyone's like, this could be, if New York is number yeah. one, Chicago's number two. Yeah, um, but dude, um, someone calls. I'll go. I tell him, listen, don't don't pull the card for nothing. Like, yeah, 
you, you like, dude, you got to get out of jail free card, bro, and you only get one. Yeah, be careful. Use it well. But I mean, not. I mean, it's not really just one. But I mean, make sure it's not boy crying wolf. My boy called me the, the, today. I guess this week, one of my good friends, and he was in the hospital. How do you not have any gray hair in your beard? I got all these grays in my beard, I don't dude. No, man. It's Dang, Gina. I had, I, I had one the other day. And I pulled it out. Too bad. Uh, we'll get back to your story in a second. But this is hilarious. I was at mom's house and I had these grays growing in. I go, ma, can you pluck these grays for me? She's like, yeah, I can. She kept plucking them. And I was like, ah, dang. And she'd be cracking up. And I'm like, why are you laughing? She goes, because all the ones I pulled out are black. Come here. <laughs> she pulled out so many black ones, dude. She kept missing the grays, dude. She was rolling, dude. I'm like, ah, mom. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts so bad, dude. Dude, dude. Uh, <laughs> so, Ray. What was the story oh, you were sorry. telling? Just one of my buddies called me. He was in the hospital, dude. Got a wife, two young kids, man. He's a hospital for something real. He called me and literally, if he would have said come, I got the car and drove right then. How far? Southern Illinois. Seven hours. Dang, Gina. I'll go, dude. Was it the Grand Arsma? No, it was a K-bomb. KK Keith. Oh, KK. <laughs> you still talking to him? Yeah, dude. KK Keith. <laughs> you guys are dogs, dude. <laughs> Game day. Um, so, <laughs> how did Element raise us wrong? Okay, oh, listen, is- listen. We have so many stories this week. I have the best one ever. Okay, okay. This one. Now, we want to help someone in need, but here's a here's a. I'll tell you here's what. A, here's the flip side well, of that coin. Yeah, listen, this is horrible for me to say, Henry. I was I was annoyed, but, and I, but I ended up coming through for you. You know what I'm saying? I love you. You're my boy. But this is for some reason had to be, you know, some really smoking looking, you know, friend of mine. I got a couple out there. Shoot a call. I'd be like, yeah, baby, I'll be there. I'll tell you what. Hey, you hungry? I'll pick you up something to eat. You know what I'm saying? Raise a swarm. You see, Miljovic turns on the waterworks. Dude, I'm a sucker for that. Where she start with the crocodile tears, boy. I'm like, what? Helpless. I've lost thousands of dollars to the smiles of beautiful women. Who are you talking to, boy? I've lost thousands of dollars this year, boy. <laughs> I remember one time I went to um, my, 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 my buddy, JR, JR. I thought my show was not as good as yours. But, so JR. Went to she's, the, she's the fine one, huh? JR went, went to Bally's, and they said. You are so dumb, dude. He said, you like, are so dumb. They said to him, you get membership, and he's like, give us five friends, you get a discount. So I gave him my name. So I got a call from Bally's. That's his fault? That's his fault. What a punk. So I got a call saying, yeah, when your friends said you might get you the membership, I'm like, I don't too think bad. so. Too bad, weren't you in super good shape then, too? I was all right. That was a great, man. Better JR. But uh, so I go out to Bally's. and we give you free weeks. I go out there. That's how they get you. The trainer shows uh, me the stuff. And then this girl, they give me this girl. She's a salesperson. She's she the is, ringer, bro. She's the heavy, dude. She comes out. Heavy up top. <laughs> <laughs> she's attractive. Fine is probably smelling good, too. She's kind. She's mm. sweet. Did she did she brush your hand or your shoulder or anything? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't I? She touched my back. Oh, oh here's a thousand dollars, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to say no. This is back in the days before Planet Fitness. You're talking a yes. hundred dollars a month. <laughs> it was. I think it was forty two dollars a month. She's like, 
Do you know how many? Oh, it's only like two dollars a day. Whatever it is, like it's only a dollar a day. Oh, dollar a day. Hey, oh, just don't have your coffee. Man, I ain't feeding starving children here, girl. This is a gym membership day. <laughs> so I was like, no, but she's just, just pulling, and she's just massaging the ego. And before I know it, I'm signing the dotted line, and I do it because she smiled and asked me to. You were married too, are you? No, I'm, 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 oh, I'm okay. in early college. I'm like okay. 18, dude. First year home from college, dude. I I went back to college. So I'm like, I'm going to college. He goes, don't worry. Use it all summer. When you move, there's a balance within five miles. They'll cancel for them. Always oh, sweet. So I go out to check out. There was one, right? It was, it was a 10 mile race. There was one 10 miles away. They wouldn't cancel it. I ended up getting sued by them. I owed them like $2,000. I'd pay them off. Oh, JR, you died. You know what? Bally's, you're in business? Screw you guys. You deserve it. Terrible practices of the business. It's actually genius. I know. That happened to me too. I had the girl even. Touch my shoulders and say, oh, if you just got a little bit of shape with your body frame, I'm like, Psh, give me that pen. <laughs> give me that pen, you B. <laughs> so what do you got, dude? Okay, talk about pretty face, bro. Listen to this, dude. Sucker for a pretty face. Sucker, sucker Jawea, dude. So <laughs> I'm in Texas, dude. I'm with my cousin Jessica and her husband John, who's my homie. He's your homie. Uh, it was us three, and then we met a couple of their friends out there. We go to this bar called Kicks. It's on Southern, like shit kicker, just country I know bar. What? Looking like urban cowboy, dude. Mexicans are only whites. Whites and like a lot of illegals. Really? So we're in there, and we're we're standing we're standing by the dance floor, and um, there's this girl, and and when you're hanging out. In a, in a place like you're people watching. You're kind of scoping people out, checking things out. I seen this real, real pretty girl. And this, like, rat tail Mexican, like, punk is, like, trying to dance with her on a dance floor. She is, like, not having it. She keeps pushing away and stuff. And she's got a man with her. Who is not saying anything. What a wuss. And I look at my cousin and I, t- I tell John, I say, do you see this? He goes, I'm watching. I said, all right, you got my back? He goes, well, absolutely. I go get him, cuz. So I got my beer and, and she's all, he's all over this poor girl. She's looking at her man. I could tell because he's posted up. Like, you know, they have those standing tabletops you can like kind of chill on, yep. put an elbow on, and drink your beer. He's standing there, and he's, like, you know, looking at her, and he's doing the, what are you going to do? And um, this dude, and but the dude has got probably five or six Mexican dudes with him. Oh, my gosh. Um, I roll up. I don't know where these balls come from sometimes. <laughs> but I roll up, and I go, and I've never met her before in my life. God is my witness. Talk to John and Jessica about this one. I roll up and I go, hey, hey, dude. And he looks over and goes, what? I said, get away from my sister. I go, why you, uh, why you all over my sister, dude? She obviously don't want to dance with you. And as soon as I said that, she puts her arms around my waist and like sticks to me. And I go, shut your mouth. I go, hey, you need to, you need to, uh, you need to back up, player. 
You know, my sister don't want nothing to do with you. And he goes, I bought her a beer. Broken English is a mug. I just bought her a drink. I said, man, I don't care if you bought her a car, dude. She don't want nothing to do with you. So you need to keep rolling. And his boys are kind of like looking. But I'm looking over. I got my cousin and a couple of his buddies. Oh, my gosh. And um, he goes, well, why do you want to dance with your sister? What, are you sick? I look at him and I go, no, I just don't want you to dance with her. And she, you know, she's just hugging me tight as a mug. And then uh, he, he started saying something. I said, listen, we're going to have a problem. I said, was, we're going to have a problem. And, you know, and I, and I kind of stepped to him. And then he goes, no, man, we ain't got no problem. We ain't got no problem, you know, whatever. And then he, you know, tries to offer me his beer. So I was like, man, get, you know, just get out of here. So then she kisses me on my cheek and goes right to her man, dude. And he, didn't do it. he just he grabs her. And I'm just sitting there like, damn, I'm putting all that work in all. <laughs> but, dude, I'm like, as soon as I see the damsel in distress, boy, he's on it. Dude. She was so fine. Dang, Gina. I'm like, have fun with your stinking coward married to the dude from Fargo. <laughs> dude, I have so many bad stories about these two because of a girl. They're every story. Every oh. dumb story is because of a girl. In college, I was at the cafe when it was closing. And she told me later. She told me later. No, she told her boyfriend, who was one of my friends, later. She's like, I saw her nest, and I knew he'd do – I guess I smiled at him, and he'd do whatever I asked. She said that. I knew – she's, she's, she's one of these crazy girls. She's very powerful and knew it. She didn't want to run to the trash, throw stuff away. She had this, like, five-pound bag of liquid nacho cheese. You're so dumb. I remember, Dude, I can't believe you. And she, I didn't know it was because I'm a fine girl. She came over and she gave me a smile. Dude, I'm like, nothing. I'm, and I was back like, oh, good to see. Like, I'm just all smiles, dude. Didn't we tell the story? But yeah, I'm just, I just want to say, yeah, that's how it started. And she goes, listen. The cheese, I, I don't want to take this cheese all the way out. Can you just take it for me? Throw it away. I'm like, oh, oh sure. Like, just, yeah, I'll take it out for you. It's all hot. That stinking cheese cost got cost my football team the championship, cost me my college career. I mean, the, the prank went so far, and I blamed that girl. <laughs> the cheese, dude. <laughs> the cheese mom is rowdy, dude. Your boys are so dumb, dude. dude but it was because of a girl. A girl asked me, and I'm like... <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> dude. I'm so glad you had the college experience, dude. That is like epic stories, bro. But it, I, 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 I can't be this way anymore. I'm married, man. I can't be sucker for pretty face anymore. I can't do that. That's why you can't watch Jennifer Love Hewitt movies no more. <laughs> well, go ahead. Let's go ahead and land this plane. Now you can follow us on Twitter. At Red Rum Theater. Did we even talk about this movie, dude? Yeah, we about this movie. This movie. Okay, I want, I'll tell you what. There's a line from this film I quote all the time. I quote all the time. Lay it on me. People say, you speak Spanish? I'll say, I speak two languages. English, English and, and bad, bad English. English. It's, that know, is funny. I say that line all the stinking that time. That is a funny one. Um, so that's one of my go-to lines. Um, but no, I, I, I love the film. Um, it's, it's wonderful. So watch it. So you follow us on Twitter at Red Rum Theater. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Red Rum Theater. Or you follow us individually at, at Ernesto Lanez or at ChicoLove24. Now, Tony, what are we watching next week, brother? What movie should our people go rent or stream 
What should they watch next week? We're doing this next week. Next next week we're doing it. What are we doing next week, brother? We're doing Scent of a Woman next week, dude. The Academy Award winning film, Scent of a Woman. I can't I still can't believe that's Philip Seymour. Maybe one of the greatest monologues in film history. Oh, holy cow. Oh my goodness, dude. Even even Johnny Short used to quote this to us. Dude, Scent of a Woman's next week. And the week after that, we got a lot of big weeks coming up. After that, we're doing Falling Down with Robert Duvall. And after that, on June 4th, because all day, we're doing Pacino next week. Duvall the following week. Why are we doing Pacino and Duvall? Because on June 4th, we got another field trip. We No Mother's Day, no holiday, no excuses. Get out there. It would be the Rave Cinemas. It's the 40th anniversary. 40. Of The Godfather. We're watching that three-hour masterpiece on the big screen. We know Jericho is going to be there. We're going to have swag. We might even have T-shirts in time. have them? Uh, we'll have T-shirts by then. Dang. Boom, yeah. baby. Boom. Oh. Uh, T-shirts available. If you want a T-shirt, you're going to be there. You pre-order on Facebook or Twitter. Message us, and we'll get it ready for you. We're giving them prices? 15 bucks a shirt. It's worth it. Um, I'm making no profit. I just want to make shirts for us to have. Are you going to give a plug to who's making them? We're getting them printed by Flint City T-shirts. Flint Town? We're making it. We're, we're supporting Flint businesses. At the same time, we're representing. Which is why we're going to the rave because it's a Flint theater and it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Forget the so thrill, dude. We're preparing, they don't even your popcorn. preparing for, for The Godfather with a great Pacino film and a great Duvall film. I mean, how many do you have to choose from, bro? So many. The most. Dude, I, 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 open range. Oh, oh, dude. Oh, dude. That's one of Coster's baddest roles, too. I love it, dude. Okay, so. He had a good mustache in that one, too. So, next week, Set of a Woman. If you've never seen this movie, go stinking watch it. Okay? Um, so, as always, I'm Ernesto. I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater. Bye.